Hi everyone, and welcome to the 148th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro! Hi guys. And we are here, live, coming to you via Churro's Airbnb, and uh, right next to the LA Convention Center. Oh yeah, this was a steal. Yeah, so... I'm actually finally back in America for a little bit. I am extremely tired. Sure, what time is it? It is 10.28 at night. <laughs> so, it, it's, it's uh, yeah, really, really late. So, we're, we're going to try to get through this as as uh, alive and uh, full of energy as possible, but uh, no promises. So, anyway, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We release every Tuesday, rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at KHUnion. For our show today, we have the news segment, and that's it, because this is E3, and that's that's what we have to talk about. Is It's a lot. It's a lot. So, uh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about, a lot to discuss, so I hope you guys are ready and uh, in the way of announcements, as always, if you guys like the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. Our Patreon executive producers are as follows. We have Blue Machine, who's at Blue Machine, Nahikla Blaui, Louis James, Barry Norton, who's at Nortron Zero, Chris Morales, Eric Decker, who's at Chaco Taco, Marcus Karnecki, Michael Graham, Thorin Bullen, who's at Massacre23, Zach Duranto, who's at ZDuranto58. Billy Jackson, who's at underscore Billy Jackson. Darren Matthews, who's at Doomster73. Joseph Robertson, who's at Pokemon Trainer J. Josh McNabb, who's at J2K9. Keith Field, who's at The Mighty Keith. Mike. Mike Shirley Donnelly, who's at Curious Quail. Muhammad Quayam. Nico Gonzalez, who's at Nick underscore Knack95. Patrick. Rachel Casterton, who's at Orba Yunray. Rob Porter, who's at SquirtyBirdie1. Tobias Cappy, who's at the Tobias Cappy. Tyson Wildman, who's at TyWildman1. Vita Nitas, who's at V underscore Tron5000. Zach Porter, who's at Porter Paradox. And Zelda Clone, who is at Apes Type Novels. Alright, moving on to the news segment. So, in the way of news, uh, obviously, we got a lot of big stuff. Let's So let's first uh, address the... Uh, big news, which is the release date. We yeah. finally got it. It's uh, January 29th. 2019. 2019. And none of us thought it coming. Yep. And yeah, it's uh, yeah, pretty pretty surprising, you know, considering that it's, uh, they actually did delay it. It's in Namar apologized for it. He did come on stage and he offered an apology for it. So, yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's good, good to hear that uh, he's, uh, yeah, taking it for the team uh, for this one but honestly it's not really like that big of a delay because yes as far as we were thinking like our our previous speculation was like sometime in november so if you take it as being sometime in november like the time difference you know it's about two months that's what final fantasy 15 got and did they change much no they didn't not at all so I think Nomura's reasoning, he said something that was about, like, localization. Localization and, like, uh, sales and stuff. Like, they felt that this mm-hmm. December wasn't good for them, so they decided to push it back a month to yeah. focus on, you know, the localization as well as squashing out any bugs that are still present within the game. Yeah, that's um, that's definitely important. So this actually puts it, like, almost two years after 0.2's release. Actually, a little over it. It's fine, you know. Yeah. It's, like I said, from what we played already, it's already looking a hell of a game right now. Yeah, so uh, let's actually talk a little bit about that, because, so the the demo was there, and and you, you played it as well at E3, so, yeah, I did I did too, so uh, I, I would say overall, like, it's pretty much the same demo. Like, yeah. the, the main difference is they cut part of the toy box section, but other than that, it's it's identical actually like uh i heard from the square some of the square enix staff like they were they were claiming it was the identical build but we did notice a couple of differences like uh you know being a little bit more responsive and uh i would say particularly in the uh vertical segments vertical segments when uh running up things in like the coliseum area 
going like uh, laterally, like left and right. It was a lot more, a little bit more responsive, in my opinion. And then the command styles, yeah. they don't appear as often as they used to because you were able to spam those like considerably yeah. so much and they didn't appear as much as I thought it would this time, So, which is a good balance when it comes yeah. to gameplay. Definitely, yeah. It's it, it seems like that was more of a let's let the people see all the pretty shiny things as much as possible rather mm. than like uh, what they were really intending for like Definitely. the proper game. So yeah, other than that, um, yeah, because more or less, the, yeah, the demo was the same. So not, like, we don't really have any new in- impressions other than, hey, it's fun and it's still fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gonna be it's, <laughs> a few it, weeks later. It's it's like I tell people, you know, it's it's pretty much Kingdom Hearts two on steroids. So exactly, you know, you're still gonna get a lot of fun out of it. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, moving from there, so there were a lot of trailers released, and uh, so you saw one at the at the orchestra. Yes. Uh, and then following that, we've got the uh, one from uh, the Microsoft event. And that was really a, a big surprise. Yeah, nobody was really expecting Microsoft to drop a brand a brand new trailer with a new world review. Yeah, exactly. Because we didn't even get a world, a world review at the concert. It was just more like scenes here and there. had some new um, attraction flow commands and then yep. the appearance of Lee and Kyrie in the quick very quick segment at the very yeah, yeah. end with the release date exactly so yeah microsoft they got the frozen announcement and that was a something that was definitely a long time company coming like a lot of people have been speculating that frozen was, has been a thing and yeah now it's finally out out in the open and yeah clearly they got a lot done on it already uh, that that surprised me the most seeing what they've shown uh, in the trailer with, you know, uh, you know, Sora interacting with both Anna and Elsa, as well as Olaf, and then fighting the, uh, the boss, you know, the, uh, the snow boss that Elsa creates. Yeah. And then doing a little bit of sledding with the goofy shield. That's kind of a neat thing. I think that's probably my favorite thing that I saw was the sledding. And especially that there's that one shot where there's these like flying, like pterodactyl looking things, like shooting lasers at you while you're uh, sledding on goofy shield. I think that's probably like one of the coolest shots as far as gameplay goes. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, there's that snow golem that Elsa makes. There's clearly a, a boss fight with them. That, that's like the one like monster from Frozen that I when I immediately saw it, I'm like, I'm gonna fight that in Kingdom Hearts, aren't I? Because <laughs> like it's a, it's like such a perfect fit. And lo and behold, we there do it fight is. them. And also the um, command, the action commands. The command styles, I should say, from within that world is pretty yeah. neat too. It's like Sora. Ice skating, yeah. So our ice skating. Uh, there's also uh, like they have little like reaction command kind of things where you can like fling trees full of snow at the snow golem and like that. To me, I was just like, oh man, that looks so cool. I'm so impressed by that. So yeah. Other than that, um, another big thing from that trailer, Lark scene. She's back. That's a, that's a big surprise. And yeah, and uh, she's she's noted. Yeah, her eyes, <laughs> they're just as yellow as her hair. Yes, and, uh, you know, it's surprising to see her being a part of that group. You know, we still don't know much about her backstory, but... Exactly. You know, and she's looking for, you know, princesses of light. Yeah, absolutely. But she mentioned, the one thing she mentioned was the new princesses of light. Yes. So, I wonder what that means. Yeah, that is an interesting concept, and I wonder if that, uh, I wonder if Kyrie is a part of that. (laughs) Um, yeah, is she, she in that group? She's still considered as a princess of light. Yeah, she's still is, she, is she the OG one? And and then now they got like it's, it's kind of like, Digim- like Digimon season <laughs> one, season two, second edition princesses of heart. Right. That's that's going to be an interesting concept. So yeah, so I'm trying to think. Other than that, in that Microsoft trailer, is there anything else that stuck out to you? Gummy ship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gummy Chef. That's right. Finally got to look at Gummy Chef, and that looks like 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 they more described it more yep, exactly more right. free play than yeah than a roller coaster type of thing. Yeah. Once once they showed it, I immediately got what they meant by it's more or it can it can be treated more open world. Like clearly, what we were seeing was more. Uh, so uh, in prior interviews, what they were saying was that there was two modes for that. There's the battle mode, and then there's the exploration mode. 
clearly what we were seeing was battle mode because they want to show something cool and flashy. But like you can already see just based on the like level design that it seems like not as directed as yeah. with the with the Kingdom Hearts two one. Like literally in some of the Kingdom Hearts two gummy ships, there's a track that you yeah. drive over. So yeah, like very clearly those were intended to be linear. This one it's like you got these floating asteroids in space. So I could definitely see how you can like treat that as uh, more of an open world thing. It actually kind of reminds me a little bit of. Kingdom Hearts 1's gummy ship. Yeah. In the way that it's, like, more open. Yeah, there's not, like, big things heading towards your way. It's more yeah. like an open space type of thing. Yeah, so I can't wait to see, like, what they do with it. Like, I'm, I'm definitely assuming and, and hoping that they have, you know, varied environments for you to travel in the gummy ship. Hopefully it's not just a bunch of, uh, you know, meteors. But, uh, yeah, overall, yeah, I think that's... You know, pretty amazing trailer, and really surprising that it de- debuted right on a Microsoft stage, where you know prior to really prior to E three, like Microsoft and Kingdom Hearts three support has not really been a thing. Well, ever since it was announced, yeah, ever since say. it was announced, like they really have not talked about it. Like ever since like they had zero point two releasing exclusively on PS4. Then, like, you have the, then you have the remasters of yeah. 1.5, 2.5. So that's another thing we need to talk about is that uh, they announced the complete edition. Uh, and so that's going to include Kingdom Hearts 3 and then all of the remasters, 1.5, 2.5, 2.8 for $100. That's a really good deal. Especially for those who never really started playing the series yeah you want to get all in another hundred bucks right there and you could have all yeah exactly. you could have three-fourths of the game and then the only game you're gonna wait on is kingdom hearts 3 you and know that's 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 actually the really interesting point is that so if you get this you know complete edition you you have the first you, you have the the full collection that you need to like get started it's already there you can download it right now you can play it you're just waiting on kingdom hearts 3 so like and then then that thing loads at midnight on 129 yep. So then once it loads up, you're ready to play. Exactly. So, yeah, there's still time. There's still time to catch up. <laughs> Not a lot of time, but, like, there there is time to, to catch up. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the complete edition. Very good idea. I totally agree with that. Uh, you know, that, that tra- train of thought. It's really surprising because I remember, like, not long ago we were talking. I think it was the last E3 that we went to. We were, like, joking, like, man, I really hope they bring... 1.5, 2.5 to PS4, and yeah. then now... Yeah, I remember, I remember that we were driving on our yeah, ride right back yeah, yeah. to the Airbnb, and... What are you talking about? Yeah, because, no, somebody asked Taiyasui, who was there as yeah, well, yeah. about it, and, and he just said that, well, there's enough demand for it, we'll do it. And yeah. sure enough, they Clearly did. there was, and so. yeah, those collections uh, have been really cool, and yeah, I definitely love them, so uh, I'm, I'm glad that a lot of people will be able to buy them. And yeah, not only that, it's like 2.8's in there. And that release was wasn't that a sixty dollar release at first? I think it was. I remember paying a lot of money for it. That's what yeah, I remember. It was, especially <laughs> so, with all the content you got in it. Regardless, like we're talking. All right, so you got like six games in one point five, two point five, and then you have one additional game, like one additional full game in two point eight, and then you got the movie of back cover, and then zero point two. Like that's that's a lot. Like even that alone, if you were to buy those separately, that would probably almost be a hundred dollars right there. And then, hey, guess what? You got Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> Not a bad deal. And then you also get deal. the um, there's pre-order bonuses with that too. Oh yeah, you get, right. a, you get a dynamic uh, theme for PS4, and you get uh, something called a Star Seeker variant, which is yep. like a stronger starting keyblade that you get that most games offer when you pre-order. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I guess they, they, they recognize that, yeah, Kingdom Hearts is a really hard series to get into, so they want to make that as easy as possible, at least when it comes to the financial side of things. So, yeah, moving from there, I guess the next big thing was the Square Enix press conference. Did I you... wouldn't really call it big. Yeah, that wasn't really it anything. It wasn't really special. I mean, yeah, we get an extended trailer from which is a mixture of both the Microsoft and the console trailer. Yeah. That's pretty much what it felt like. That's yeah. what it was. So there really wasn't much there. And I, I know a lot of people were very disappointed that there was no like talk of final fantasy seven remake at all. And it's like, man, after, after all these years, more comes, comes to, comes to E3 after, you know, having not been there for a while. And uh, yeah, no, no FF seven. And 
a delay for Kingdom Hearts 3. So yeah, I think yeah the Square Enix press uh, video was uh, definitely on the more disappointing. disappointing side. Yeah, but so, yeah. that brings us to our next point. Yeah, which would be Sony. Sony. Yeah. Okay, so Sony. Now I gotta say, just comment on the conference that started really weak. <laughs> that Sony conference was so awkward with all those like uh, like instrument players just randomly coming up. It's like all these like ethnic music things trying to get you in the mood, and it's like, all right, Sony, you're a little bit too into yourself right yeah, now. Then I mean, then then they start out with a bang with Last of Us Two, but then yeah. the shuffling of moving them from one venue to another yeah. kind of killed the momentum they had. Yeah. So yeah, overall, Sony not not the most organized they've ever been, but the King of Hearts three stuff. Oh my God, that trailer. It was such a surprise. You yeah, know, the way I would it starts out with. I would say. You know, given that Frozen has been rumored for so long, that wasn't really much of a surprise. It was more just like a confirmation of something that we all expected. Yeah, Pirates is not that. That was a surprise. I I thought it was Treasure Planet at first because I recognized like the the pirate hat Sora was wearing. <laughs> but then like when you start singing Yo Ho, a pirate's life for me, that's like yeah, yeah, it's not Treasure Planet. Now I, I definitely in, in the moment. I was really taken aback mostly by the fact that it was Pirates of the Caribbean and really surprised and all that. But I now almost question the decision to start with that song because it's a little it's a little cheesy in my opinion. I mean, that's what Sora is. Having heard it, like uh, I would say, probably about twenty times, just walking around the E three show floor and going past Square Enix and hearing "Yo ho, yo ho," it's like, oh my god. Okay, can we get another take? You, you got you got uh you got till January to get Haley back in and do another take of that. <laughs> I don't think they will. I don't think they will either. Actually, I remember like back in the day for like Kingdom Hearts two, the the MTV thing. Oh, they yeah. they had those MTV videos with, with the voice actors, and like I remember there were clips of the actors performing the lines in, in the booth in that that were actually better takes than what actually ended up in the game. It's like, oh, man. That's always disappointing. Yeah, so uh, I, I don't know why, but I guess that there, there must be a reason behind that. But yeah, uh, so yeah, big big deal. Pirates of the Caribbean's in, uh, and it looks ridiculously realistic. Uh, man, just it looks like it's ripped straight from the movie. That's yeah. the impressive thing about it. Definitely. And so this uh, Pirates of the Caribbean world, it's from my understanding, it's based on... Pirates 3. Yeah, at World's End. Yeah, at World's End. So it's not based on Pirates 2, which personally I have not seen, but I did see uh, at World's End. In in the third movie, is Davy Jones in that? Yeah. Octopus, Octopus Face? Okay, good. Because like, if he's not in Kingdom Hearts 3, I'm going to be really sad. Yeah, I'm guessing he's going to be the main antagonist. Yeah. At least for, at least for like some part of it because you know we also see the return of someone else yeah i i didn't i didn't catch it in the trailer but i did see in the character renders captain barbosa barbosa yeah he's there well of course he is because he you know what goes on in the movies beforehand but oh man i it's been so long since i watched the movie so i don't even remember <laughs> what his plot is but there's somebody else that made an appearance there oh who else lucid all right the gambler <laughs> yeah of course luxor yeah so yeah he's there i will say so, so we're going to be talking about s- several organization members but uh of the organization members that have been shown in these various trailers i think they all look amazing luxord is the least amazing out of all of them i yes. think he's i think he just looks a, a little bit weird not necessarily bad just like when I say weird, just different from how he appeared in prior games. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel the direction they went with a lot of the newer models for the organization members that we've seen or the ones that are new, they feel a lot closer to their prior models. Uh, I would say especially Larkseen and then another one, Zigbar. Zigbar as well. Zigbar was shown. He's uh, the one that's in Olympus Coliseum. And I would say both of them, I was very impressed with how close they match their original models and also speaking on models um uh ansem and xemnas 
they got updated and their models look amazing. Like they, they look so much better. Yeah, they look so much like their like original PS2 models. Like, like it's it's really impressive, and they animate very well. So, always good to see like just little by little. Every like pretty much literally every time we see this game, it looks better than it did the last time. So, that's really awesome. So yeah, overall Pirates of the Caribbean. So let's talk about some of the gameplay that we saw there. So there was like ship combat. Actual ship combat. You, yeah. you heard that right. It's yeah. just actual ship combat. <laughs> and when I saw that, I'm like, are, are we watching Assassin's Creed here? What's going on here? <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> that was really surprising. And yeah, so actual ship combat. You control the ship. You, you fire on other ships. Uh, you've got the Pirates of the Caribbean Keyblade. They, they were showing off some of the... Uh, some of the abilities of that and like and the transformation is like a, a pole with like a torn flag on it yeah it looked really cool so yeah overall really interesting they also showed some stuff from i guess like an island that you go to and there was a heartless in there that we haven't seen in a long time power wilds those yes. <laughs> those monkey heartless from tarzan they're finally back in, in a king of hearts game it's like, oh my god, I miss you. And you know what was neat with that the gameplay stuff? Yeah. Sora swimming underwater. Yep. Not just swimming, but also underwater combat. And like, I, I really, of all the things that I saw, that's probably one of the things I want to try the most because of how underwater combat went in Kingdom Hearts 1 the last time we saw underwater, like proper underwater combat. So I really want to see how that feels because it looked good. You did. Yeah. Like, it, it seemed like it was... He was using his keyblade a lot for his movement through the water, kind of like a, a propeller. So, mm. you know, as Sora said in the Frozen trailer, hey, I'm an Islander. So he better, better be pretty dang good at swimming. Right. So let's, uh, yeah, wait and see on that one. See, I'm trying to think if there's any other, like, really interesting things that came out from the Pirates section. I mean, overall, very beautiful. Have, uh, actual scene with uh, Kyrie and... Yeah. After enough teasing with the other two trailers, exactly. you know, we got to finally hear Kyrie and Lee speak to each other. Yeah. But the funny thing is that Kyrie still refers to Lee as Axel. Yep. <laughs> yep. I guess she didn't have that memorized. No. I, saw, I saw it on Twitter. Somewhere. And then we got to finally get to see the full look of Kyrie's new look. Yep. Oh man. What What do you think, Cheryl? They look good on her. I mean, it's not like overly. Thing the skirts like not like overly done like you see in the anime. Or the TV show Ruby, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. way their battle dresses are, yeah, yeah. You know. It's really simple. It feels very Kyrie. I would actually think that's that's probably the the best praise we can give it is that yeah, that's Kyrie. Like, yeah. no, no question. And actually, I would say like for me personally, I feel like she looks more like Kyrie to me than even Kingdom Hearts Two Kyrie does. Like especially in the face and then just the way the hair works, like the the hair. And, and and how they've modeled her face in this, it really reminds me most of Kingdom Hearts 1 Kyrie specifically. Uh, to the point that I think she actually looks younger in this than she did in, in Gage 2. Especially that haircut. Yeah, especially with that haircut. And at the very end of the trailer, we get a special surprise. Yep. We see Riku in a one-on-one chat with Replica <laughs> Riku from Chain of Memories. Yep. It's been a while since we've seen him, and I, I'm very happy to say that the model for Replica Riku looks so much better than that weird, creepy model of that oh. King, Kingdom Hearts 1 Riku in 0.2. Yes. That looks so weird. I mean, we didn't see it up close, but like, yeah, that was not the best Riku I've ever seen. But this one looks damn good, so I'm really I mean, happy about that. I'm wondering, I mean, they're on Disney Island, so I don't know if it's like the real Disney Islands or someplace within Riku's yeah, heart? That's, that? that's that's tough to say. I, I will say, though, um, so going back to uh, Lee and Kyrie for a bit, the area that they're on, it's not really confirmed where they are, but it kind of has a tropical vibe to it. So I'm not, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that is like maybe on a different island. It could be on the main island of Disney I've, Islands. I've been here in Disney Islands. I've heard been here in Daybreak Town for some reason from some people. Yeah. But I don't think that's it. Yeah. And on top of that, there's that long fabled cable town that you saw a million years ago. Yeah. Then the Yenzen could create, you know, something more to his castle. They could yeah. create like an island on its own. So uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. It could Or maybe it's like <laughs> close to the, the fabled quote unquote the beach from Twilight Town. 
Yeah, will we will we finally ever go to the beach? <laughs> Stay tuned. So that's that's really awesome. So yeah, uh, overall, so that was the PlayStation trailer. So yeah, overall trailers very good. Only thing that I've noticed as a very common complaint, uh, particularly from like uh, like traditional games media that don't really like keep track of Kingdom Hearts stuff. The one thing that they keep pointing out is that the sound mixing at the end of the trailers is really awkward because it's this very stark. They're playing the Utada music and then just voice clips, no sound effects, nothing at all. And it sounds a a little bit sterile and a little bit weird, which I totally agree with them. But it went completely over my head because we've had Kingdom Hearts trailers like this for so long. Every time they have Utada music, they always do this. So it's just like, oh yeah, that is weird. I totally agree with you. I'm the one that's been desensitized to this. Right. So my my guess is it's probably just like a stipulation in her contract that if like if you're gonna play this, like let me hear my music. (laughs) Which hey, I can't I can't argue too much with that. But yeah, I don't oppose to that either. I mean. I think they're just trying to sell them the the theme song on it too as well. Yeah. So they kind of need to hear the game theme song. Yeah. So, uh, and the good news is it won't be too long until we'll get to hear the full version of it, at least in Japanese. So mm-hmm. that'll be this month, which is really weird because so with, I don't even, I don't know when Hikari released with relation to Kingdom Hearts 1, but when it came to Passion, Passion and... Uh, and Kingdom Hearts 2 released very close to each other in the same month. So this is going to be really interesting that we're going to hear the entirety of the song. And it'll be like, what, six months until yeah. like we finally get to actually play the game. So it's really interesting. And like I was saying, uh, like on a previous podcast that like a, a, I might be able to like pop into like a random karaoke in Japan and might be, maybe be able to find it. <laughs> on a karaoke machine so if i do if i do i'll let you guys know and i will definitely not record anything but (laughs) i will give it my best so uh yeah moving from there um so there's been a lot of uh interviews that have gone on uh over the course of e3 uh tetsuya nomura is here uh taiyasua is not but nomura is in his little hidey hole in the square Enix. uh in their little booth there and he's just been constantly doing interviews so uh yeah so let's get into some of these uh bits of news that we're getting from the interviews so i guess the yeah first thing was uh talking about dlc and his philosophy on that and uh mainly that he doesn't want to go for a season pass model and he actually he actually went on to say that he does not believe in that kind of model, which is the complete opposite of Tabata, who wants to do a second season pass. For exactly, which I when I heard it, I was like, oh my goodness, this is like he's he's just straight up throwing shade through interviews. That's that's what it feels like when it comes yeah. to this, especially when you know he wanted to do so much for fifteen, but yeah, but then you know we all know what happens after that. Exactly. So yeah, other than that, oh yeah, another thing we didn't talk about in in all, all of these trailers. Hey, got Ratatouille. Yeah, Remy, <laughs> Remy from Ratatouille. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we'll be able to. Uh, so it's a mini game, and my understanding is this takes place in Twilight Town. Yeah, there's, there's a shop. Yeah, yeah, there's a restaurant there, and so Remy's sitting on Sora's head and pulling his hair just like he does in. Uh, in, in, in the movie Ratatouille, and he's basically controlling Sora so he can cook well. It's, you know, if you've never seen Ratatouille, that's kind of like the, the main mechanic of how he does cooking. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty neat. And then, Churro, you said uh, in the concert trailer, there's actually another uh, minigame that's shown of Dancing with Rapunzel. Yes. What was that like? It was really quick. It's just like rhythm to it. Just like a rhythm game? Yeah, and basically it just follows like the dance moves exactly like in the movie. Gotcha, gotcha. What kind of, did you see anything or do you remember like what kind of interaction you would have with that? No, it's like button presses or anything? 
Uh, I don't remember what the layout looked like. It's okay. just been so yeah. long. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, they and they they haven't they haven't shown it again. So, I guess they they're not really too concerned with promoting it too much. Uh, so yeah, moving from there, uh, the the other thing that they said with regards to the release date. Oh, well, we talked about it. Is that the reason for the delay is they wanted to make it more in line with the with the Western release. Which, it just makes me think, alright, so you're going to delay it, you know, however long that you're going to do, but you're still going to give a gap of four days. <laughs> well, that's the closest gap we've ever had. Yeah, it's the closest gap we've ever had, that's true. But, like, oh, come on. You, you can, you can, <laughs> you can make the gap a uh, gap of zero. That's that's a thing Not you sure. can do. But, I don't know. Square and their infinite wisdom, like, look, we're, we're not we're not people that plan these sorts of things so we don't really know the things that go into this but it is a little bit disappointing so i guess well for you churro you don't care you'll 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 be into spoilers no worries yeah for me i'm going completely radio silent goodbye goodbye cruel world (laughs) i will not see you on the internet for those four days the internet does not exist kingdom hearts does not exist so uh moving from there uh so actually, we, we we mentioned this on the last podcast. One of our bets was about is Big Hero Six finally going to get shown, and it was not. It was not again, but Def- it was talked about. But it was talked about. So what Nomura was saying is that actually the gameplay for Big Hero Six is pretty much done, and what they're working on right now is uh, the cutscenes. So yeah, more or less, like Big Hero Six is pretty much good to go they just gotta make sure that all the story content is there and it would be kind of weird to introduce a new disney world without showing like some story content so yeah definitely definitely important so uh yeah moving from there uh yeah he also uh clarified that there's currently no dlc actually planned for kingdom hearts uh after release but it it definitely can it it definitely is being considered and oh yeah so this is the hot button issue which we also brought up in our last episode is our final fantasy character is going to be shown and he didn't say yes and he didn't say no but it definitely felt closer to a no the way he he worded it i mean i mean kingdom hearts has come out so far on its own without yeah without it now it's like i think tomorrow's at the time where it's like well it's big as as this series is now we don't really need to focus on them. yeah i do understand that you know if you look at it objectively like they are including a lot of characters like especially original characters like you got hayner pencilette you got like so many you know organization members and like just random like different people from different places and it's just like there's just so much that I can understand there not being enough time to devote to, you know, Final Fantasy characters also being involved in this. You know, so it's uh, it's understandable to me that they might not want to show that kind of stuff. So, but I, I will still say that I'm holding out hope. I'm holding out hope for FF7. <laughs> like he's working on the remake. Like this is this is his chance to do some stuff for FF7. So if he wants to, like, it was kind of like the same situation for Kingdom Hearts 2. At the time, he was working on Advent Children, and that's why, you know, Cloud's got his Advent Children outfit. Tifa's got the Advent Children outfit. The fight between Cloud and Sephiroth is, you know, pretty much a a remake of their fight in Advent Children. So. I'm kind of hoping that they like tie it in a little bit. I mean, I mean, they they, they kind of need to close it out. I mean, this yeah. is the second time in a row where they've clashed and they disappear. disappear. Yeah, so, so like we need a resolution. Yeah, I, I would say I would miss Final Fantasy characters if they just never showed up again. But I would, at the very least, want closure for Cloud and Sephiroth. Yes, because they actually had a story going on there, and uh, I mean. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's as easy as drag and drop, but hey, King Hearts three FF seven remake, they're both running in Unreal Engine four, so <clears throat> might as well give it a try. Exactly. So uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, moving from there, uh, he also talked about another hot button issue, 
uh, Star Wars and Marvel characters. Or the lack of lack of or the lack of Star Wars and Marvel characters. So yeah, basically uh, he's just saying that you know Star Wars Marvel characters are really unlikely to appear in Kingdom Hearts three as they're not really Disney original characters, which I, I understand that, but you know it, it doesn't make it any less sad. Yeah, it doesn't make any. I mean, to me, whether or not it's there or not, it's still not going to really affect the story as much. Yeah. So I mean. You got got Namora in Kingdom Hearts two basically ripping off the Star Wars trench run wholesale for the assault on the dreadnought. You got Mickey, which basically is our version of Yoda. You got Zemnus with his lightsabers. <laughs> like Star Wars would totally fit. Then he went all the way by hiring uh Leonard Nemo. Yeah. Oh well, uh, Leonard Nemo Star Trek, so that would be uh, Mark Hamill. Well, both he likes both of them. Yeah. So. so. Yeah, so that's, that's definitely an interesting thing. And I guess for the last really big bit of news that we have here... Uh, oh, uh, so according to this... Uh, yeah, so uh, according to IGN France, Kingdom Hearts 3 might release with only Japanese and English dubs, according to IGN France. So uh, we were hearing some rumors before that they might have been working on a Spanish dub because of those... Uh, Big Hero 6 actors that were saying they were recording something, the, the Spanish Big Hero 6 actors, people were guessing that might have been Kingdom Hearts. That or it could have been just a Spanish version of it the could have been anything. show. Yeah, it could have been anything, so we don't really know. Well, oh, they said specifically they were recording for a game. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't Kingdom have Hearts. to be that, yeah. yeah. But everybody automatically assumes it. Yeah, that's Kingdom Hearts. I, I do. I believe in my heart there's a Spanish version. <laughs> not, not that it matters to me at all. And, uh, yeah, so I, I guess, the, yeah, the last big interesting issue here is with regards to Roxas. And that, uh, basically, the deal with Roxas is that he is apparently the most important, the most pivotal, pretty much the most pivotal character in Kingdom Hearts 3. I mean, think about it. Both, <laughs> sides, both sides want him. You know, if you've seen the trailers... You know, so we're trying to find a way for, to free Roxas from his heart, and yeah. while at the same time, Zemnis uh, and, and uh, Ansem wants him to release it, use the power of darkness to release him. So he's become a very highly coveted, yeah, I you mean, know, teammate to recruit. You know, so it's kind of like a like a big baseball player with yeah, his contract exactly. expiring, and <laughs> you got two teams fighting over him. Exactly. I mean, all things considered, you know, he is a Keyblade wielder. He was once in the organization. Like, he was always supposed to be in the organization. So, uh, I guess, you know, considering the organization is coming back, then Roxas' importance also comes back. It's just to me that I never really considered that Roxas would ever be an important character. I always assumed that, like, yeah, he, he might come back. They sort of, like, hint that he's kind of useful in in 3d but i never really expected he would be like really big deal like i thought they were kind of done with him you know considering he got such a you know in kingdom hearts 2 he didn't really get something he didn't really get good development but in three they had 358 over two to develop roxas and i thought it was pretty complete but i guess there's more to roxas than meets the eyes yeah and i think there this is our chance our chance to potentially have a callback, oh, a callback oh. to deep dive. <laughs> Brandon, that ship is sailed. That ship is sailed. I'm, I'm telling you, this is our, this is our chance. Roxas is becoming important again, so who knows? He's not gonna fight Riku again, so I don't know. I, I'm, I'm. Well, maybe, maybe not Roxas, but maybe Roxanort <laughs> will fight Riku. And a bunch of Neo Shadows will show up and we'll finally get to play Deep Dive. It's not going to happen, Brandon. Hashtag let's play Deep Dive. Hashtag no. So, yeah, that's pretty much all the big news. Um, you know, overall, E3 for Kingdom Hearts, it, it's been definitely a big showing. Like, it's uh, It's been huge. Yeah, I mean, they've like, had so many trailers. And then if, you, if you're at E3 or you see the tweets, the... The line for the Kingdom Hearts 3 demo... It is the longest. It's the longest. It's, it's huge. It's so long. And that line gets capped, I think. Like, once the public comes in, the line was capped, like, for the rest of the day. And, exactly. You know, people, I had a friend earlier today said they had to wait three and a half hours to play it. 
That's crazy. I, I I waited less than that to play Breath of the Wild. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> I waited like like That's maybe an hour to two hours for Breath of the Wild. And that was the only game Nintendo had at the time. Exactly. And they had a ton of demonstrations, so... Yeah, that's that's one thing that surprised me about this. Though, n- having played the demo, I can, I can see that it's not as bad as I thought. But, like, you know, the, the Kingdom Hearts 3 demo, like, they, they, they do include quite a bit. Like, you got the Olympus Coliseum, you got Toy Box. Like, overall, it's, like, between 20, 25 minutes. Like, that's actually a pretty sizable demo. And, like, how many stations would you say they have? Like, maybe, like... Yeah, well, they had 20, like, they had like five Xbox Ones and the rest were PS4, so yeah. that puts it around like fifteen twenty. Yeah, fifteen twenty. So, you know that adds up, and it does it does take a while to get through the demos, but yeah, uh, overall great demos. Like, you know, we've already played them uh, in, in the past and given our given our uh, impressions on them. So, yeah, definitely great demo. Uh, Charlie, you said you actually saw like a lot of like celebrities like coming by and actually playing it. Oh, I didn't see the celebrities. I just yeah. heard they were there. I heard oh, yeah, the yeah. cast of was it Thirteen Reasons Why? Yeah, was there. Then there's uh, a picture I saw on social media of Soulja Boy, the rapper, <laughs> yep. was playing, and then uh, then a bunch of other like voice actors came in and played it as well. Not not voice actors from the game, but like you know various voice actors came and played it. Yeah, yeah, and seems so far like the marketing push for Kingdom Hearts 3 has been been huge absolutely you know and, and even though it's just begun you know they've done so much you know they've absolutely covered you know social media they covered Instagram you know they covered you know they have even have voice actors on Twitter yep. tweeting out about it you exactly. know it's on Facebook I see sponsored ads with Kingdom Hearts 3 on it it's, yep. it's they're going to full force it's, it's ready for them to start pushing this game absolutely you know, as high as it can and actually, I just remembered one clip from a trailer from the trailer. Very short clip, but some something interesting about it. It was a clip, uh, I think it was from the PlayStation one, and it was of Zexion in Radiant Garden. Well, yes. at, at the at the like the, the little Tron computer thingy. Yeah, and he had a phone in his hand talking to Sora on the other end. It, so, and basically, Sora at the same time Sora was at Twilight the mansion in Twilight Town's. Yep. Uh, you know, underground station that that Diz built. Yep, that's and the other interesting place. Yep, and then on the computer screens, you saw the words "Door to Darkness" on there again. Exactly. So we, I mean, they do. I mean, Ansem and they and Zimnas wanted sword open his heart to darkness. So yeah, exactly. More likely, we we're gonna probably gonna see sword do that. Exactly. So it, this is gonna be, you know, they're raising the stakes. I'm personally hoping we get to go to Radiant Garden, but. You know, it, it could just be that they modeled that room in that room only, but at least, you know, Radiant Garden's getting some representation. I will just say, my God, those new versions of those rooms, the Radiant Garden, and then also the underground computer room, they look so gorgeous. They look just they so do. amazing. And the place that I want to see the most, now that, you know, we're seeing all this, is I want to see inside of the mansion. Because, like, it looks so cool in Kingdom Hearts 2. Like, I just can't imagine, like, how much cooler it's going to look all, you know, destroyed and disheveled in Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, it's going to look so amazing. So I hope we're, right. we're able to explore that. Not to mention Nominee's White Room. Yeah. That also looked pretty cool. I wonder if her drawings are still there. <laughs> yeah, I hope, hope they are. wonder if she got any better. Well, right. she, she's, not, she's not around, so. She, was, she can't draw. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, anyways, uh, I think that pretty much wraps up our show uh sure do you have any other like uh comments that you have just about e3 in general and what you're hoping for for kingdom hearts for the rest of the year um this this e3 has been fantastic i never thought square enix would go all out for kingdom hearts like they did to this year yeah and i'm and i'm really looking forward to what the future holds for us in regards to new trailers new world reviews uh, reveals mm-hmm. and anything else we can know beforehand you know it's you know with all the way the trailer's been kind of like hinting at us you know especially what we saw in the frozen trailer which is uh which was talked about a lot was the aqua's fate yep aqua some some you know has been norted yeah herself and that's the one thing we didn't even talk about <laughs> so aqua aqua's evil now yeah and mickey you're too late it, it, <laughs> It basically from you know it's the trailer shows like them at the beach at the 
all the darkness and yeah. it seems like they engaged in the big shadowy figure that's yeah. shrouded in darkness and once and then she lifts up a new keyblade that Mickey was holding. It's more like a yep. evolution of Mickey's, you know, Kingdom Key D. Yeah. And once I can't wait to learn more about those keyblades because yeah, for some reason they all look like Kingdom Keys and they're a little bit different, mixed, a little bit stronger, mixed, mixed with like Starlight aesthetics yeah. on it. I wonder why. Yeah, I really want, want to know more about that. So yeah, that'll be interesting. It's also interesting that like Aqua is one of the one character that we've seen that has uh, seemingly been the most transformed into a Xehanort than at least compared to the prior characters. Like, you know, Zigbar, for example, he says, I'm already half Xehanort. And like, so Zigbar, he doesn't have the full gray hair. Uh, I think he's, he's got just like one streak but my, in his hair. But. My, I mean, there's theories I see that Aqua was actually norted because of the darkness influence. She's been in the darkness for so long, her heart just grew weak. And, yeah, yeah. And we could see that Xehanort sent one of his cronies to the world, the darkness, to nord her. Yeah. Or a lot of people are saying that she's actually not norted. It's just the influence of darkness that's finally grabbed under her heart. Yeah, I'm. I'm more of the mind that yep, she's she's uh she's on the Xehanort side and. Yeah, something happened between the secret ending of Birth by Sleep and, you know, when when he, when she meets with Ansem the Wise, which, you know, as far as we know, that was the last time we really saw her, like, in, can, canonically in terms of timeline, because that's after King Hearts 2 stuff. I, but I wouldn't put it past if they put in something for Birth by Sleep in here that we didn't really yeah. take notice at first. Like, maybe. maybe when she got knocked unconscious, remember how Remember how every time she fought Vanitas, she would fall unconscious? Yeah. That's maybe that's true. when maybe that's when they came by and ordered her and it finally took effect. Yeah. So, because of her being in the darkness for so long. I'm sure whatever it is, they'll show it. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, nonetheless, very interesting. Like, that, that, that was something, you know, really interesting from Dream Drop Distance was that, uh, Master Xehanort was saying, you know, I've already got one of the seven you mentioned in terms of the Warriors of Light. So maybe yeah, a lot of people expect it to be Terra because yeah. he's already got Terra, but you know, he could be referencing Aqua then for that matter. Yeah. Plus Aqua knows where Ventus is, so that's so so that's basically the scariest part. Yeah, so basically nording her would be a result in her because remember in zero point two, yeah, when when she was talking with uh, Terra, Terra became Terranort, and basically she revealed the information to Terranort where Ventus is. So that kind of adds up the fact that they're trying to nord Aqua to lead him to Ventus because they're looking for Ventus's heart. But Ventus's heart is actually locked away with Sora, yep. which Venita finds out in Monster Inc. <laughs> yep. So basically, right now it really does seem like our heroes are really in jeopardy right now. Yeah, and it's like, who do we have to turn to? We just got, you know, uh, we, as far as you know, we still have Riku, we still have Kairi, we still have Lee, but like, other than them, not much. They don't have much, and then you have 13 Darknesses, plus yeah. you have, I mean, I'm sure there's more than 13 Darknesses too. Yeah, at this point, <laughs> at this point, yeah, the the odds seem stacked in the, the Heroes of Light's favor, so yeah, maybe Roxas is a big deal. And I, I'm sure Shion is part of the whole Roxas thing, too. So right. we'll have to see how that goes. So, yeah, overall, been a great E3. Uh, can't wait to see. Uh, uh, j- you know, by the way, this is the the, uh, uh, the second day of E3 that we're re- recording this on. So if somehow something crazy gets announced, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it on Twitter. <laughs> we'll talk about it on Twitter and we'll bring it up in the next episode. Yeah, yeah, but... Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're going to show much. It seems like they have a live stream and they're just going to play the same demo again. So I would just say main thing to keep an eye out for is just, you know, any interviews that keep coming up, you know, because Nomura's clearly been doing interviews all throughout E3. So each one's going to probably get a little bit of, you know, more information than, you know, what's been uh, revealed officially directly through Square. So we'll, we'll have to see how that uh, goes on. So yeah, I think that uh, that pretty much wraps up the show for today. So as always, uh, uh, please keep an eye on Kingdom Hearts Union as we uh, continue to release the episodes. Our next episode of Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the... And I'm checking this live. The 3rd of July. 
so it'll be the 3rd of July. And as always, if you like Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, uh, just search for us on iTunes. Uh, Kingdom, uh, search Kingdom Hearts, and we are number one. Oh, yeah. And of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com or... Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at KHUnion. And remember, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. And if you have any questions, please send them to KHUQuestions at gmail.com. All right, Jiro. It is finally goodbye time. But you're still here, though. I'm still, I'm still here. <laughs> it's it's g- goodbye to goodbye to the listeners' time. All right, we we don't have to say goodbye yet. Okay, bye, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and you know, hopefully you enjoyed this episode because there was a lot Absolutely. of things to go over. So, it's uh, it, it's it's pretty rare that we get to do like such a big news. Uh, blowout like this like we're talking about really major things in the Kingdom Hearts series it makes me actually kind of scared for like future uh, you, know, you know future updates you know future conventions like how much are they going to spoil <laughs> that's my biggest concern <laughs> how much am I going to be forced to watch so uh, we'll, we'll have to see how that goes on uh, you know as because like now that they they've moved to january like how many conventions do we have we've got like you know packs and stuff like that pack will probably wouldn't have anything new but like there's gamescom and tgs and jump festa and like it's quite a lot of opportunities to show too much in my opinion but right. uh, we'll have to see how it goes uh, but th- but there's definitely still a lot of stuff that is announced that we haven't seen much of like big hero six things like that so I guess that's uh, that's stuff for future podcasts and uh, future conventions. So thank you guys for listening. I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production.